It's Thursday, March 5th. Welcome to Market Fuller. I'm Chris Hill, and yet again, I am alone in the studio. Uh, the winter weather here in D.C., well, let's face it, you're sick of hearing about the winter weather. Certainly, if you're in New England, you're sick of the winter weather, and uh, probably in the D.C. area as well. But um, So, yeah, uh, not a lot of fools around Fool Global headquarters today. But uh, I did want to get in here and, and spend just a few minutes talking about Fool Fest, which you've heard me mention a couple of times recently. This is an event that we had earlier this week. It was on Monday and Tuesday, and we had about 800, 900 members of four different services, Million Dollar Portfolio, Motley Fool Pro, uh, Motley Fool Supernova, and Motley Fool One. And uh, again, 800, 900 people, almost all of them members, but but some brought uh, spouses and uh, other family members, etc. And uh, and it was a great event. And I wanted to share just a couple of of takeaways from the event because we had breakout sessions both days, and some of that time I spent drilling down on the investing strategies in those services. Uh, I went into each one of the breakout sessions, and a couple of times I, I would walk into one and. There was someone like Jeff Fisher uh, up on the stage with a PowerPoint presentation, walking the audience through a balance sheet and walking them through his process and how he finds stocks. And so, so there was some very rigorous investing being taught and being discussed. Uh, but we also had general sessions with with speakers like Salim Basul, uh, the chairman and CEO of Middleby. Uh, we had Amy Wilkinson, who was just a guest on the radio show. Uh, she wrote the new book, The Creator's Code. Charles Duhigg from the New York Times, who wrote the bestseller, The Power of Habit. And Carl Richards, who writes for the New York Times. He writes the um, the sketch guy column. And if you've ever seen one of his sketches, you instantly know, you instantly recognize it. And and Carl is the guy behind that. He also wrote the book, The Behavior Gap, uh, Simple Ways to Stop Doing Dumb Things with Money. He has another book coming out later this month. So hopefully we can get him back on the radio show for that. But the first takeaway I had, because again, I, I wasn't able to attend every session, but I was there for all of the general sessions. And something that Carl talked about really struck me. And he he referenced the four things that we're not supposed to talk about. And in America, anyway, I think most of us of a certain age uh, were brought up and taught that there are four topics that you don't really talk about in public or in polite society, in air quotes. Uh, and of course, the four topics are politics, religion, sex, and money. You don't talk about those things publicly. And it, he got some laughter when he mentioned that, but it's true. It's one of those uh, things that, that is actually true. We, we, I was taught that as a kid, and I know many other people were as well. And that because that's sort of ingrained in us, uh, even though we're more open to talking about those topics now, uh, there's still a lot of reluctance on uh, on the part of many people. And the thing that Carl said that really struck me was he said, you have to understand that if someone close to you, someone in your family or a good friend, if someone close to you begins to talk to you about money, they've been thinking about it for a really long time. And 
I want to make sure I'm clear on this. We're not talking about someone talking to you about a stock. If someone close to you, if someone in your family, your your spouse or a roommate or just a good friend, someone, if they bring up the topic of money, and in particular, a challenge that they are having or that you are having in your family with money, even though you're just hearing it from them for the first time, they've probably been thinking about it for a long time. And when he said that, I realized, wow, I'm not doing nearly as good a job listening to the people in my life when they bring up money as I could be doing. Uh, Because I know, uh, certainly, the person in my home to whom I'm related by marriage, uh, when she brings up money topics, I listen, but I, I don't really give it the attention I should. So that's something, that's one of those things that it was a bit of a light bulb moment for me, and, and uh, I, I thought I would share that. Um, another thing that really struck me was Tom Gardner, our CEO, during one of his talks, talking about investing at The Motley Fool and celebrating the motley array of investing strategies. Because he said, you know, if you think about it, we, we really run the gamut here. We've got analysts and advisors who focus very heavily on valuation and really trying to break down the numbers of a business to figure out what is the fair value of this business. And they make their investment decisions accordingly. And at the other end of the spectrum are analysts and advisors who are focused on growth stocks. And and valuation is so far less important. And it's just, let's find a great business and a great CEO and a great company, and let's hold this for as long as we can. And Tom talked about how that may seem very much at odds, uh, those two things, with very much at odds with one another, but but we embrace that at The Motley Fool. And that's why you hear different opinions on market foolery or Motley Fool money, or certainly if you read, if you're a member of one of our services, you see that play out. Uh, and Or if you just read articles on Fool.com, you'll see differences of opinions. And I think that what we need to do as individuals, is figure out what is the strategy that works best for us. Be aware of the different strategies. Be aware of the different styles. But find the one that works best for you and stick with that. Because from time to time, I mentioned the sleep factor. The sleep factor is real. The sleep factor matters. At the end of the day, you want to be able to just feel comfortable with however your money is invested. And if you are at your core someone who's really more of a value-type investor, you may own some growth stocks that, even if they're going up, are causing you to lose a little bit of sleep. And at the other end of the spectrum, you know, the flip side of that, if you are, at your core, someone, particularly if you're a younger person and you've got even more time to invest than someone my age or someone older, it is true that the greatest risk is not taking enough risk. And uh, as we talked about, on, uh, Jason Moser and I talked about on yesterday's Market Foolery, where we got the question from the, the 24-year-old guy who's come into some money and he's looking to invest it. And he's putting everything on the table, saying, well, look, there are stocks, there are bonds, there are funds. What should, you know, and, and it's so great that he's opened all of these possibilities. Um, but I don't think we did him any sort of a disservice. In fact, I think, I think we did him a service. The first thing that Jason and I talked about was, no, 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 not bonds. Not when you're 24 years old. Not when you have that much time. So, figuring out what strategy works best for you will set you up 
uh, not just for the long run as an investor, but you'll sleep better as well. And finally, I, I wanted to pivot off of something that uh, Tom Gardner talked about as he closed the entire two-day event uh, at the end of the second day. He talked about happiness, which may seem like an odd thing to do at the end of a two-day investing conference. But the point Tom was trying to make was, uh, and this comes up from time to time on Market Foolery, is that that's why we invest. We're, we're investing for our lives. We're investing for our families, for our loved ones, for our children, our grandchildren, our nieces, our nephews. Um, we're not investing so that we can sit in a room and count our money. We're investing so that we can enjoy our lives and have the opportunity to do things that, that make us happy. Uh, last but not least, I have to say a word about our members. Um, and I got asked a couple of times by uh, people that I work with at The Motley Fool who weren't really a part of the Fool Fest event, uh, but they knew that I was emceeing both days. And, and they asked, well, oh, you know, what, what's it like? You know, does, does everybody know you? And I said, no, no. Actually, the, the, the members, the people who subscribe to these different services, they run the gamut from people who come up and introduce themselves and say, I listen to you every day. And at the other end, there are people who have no blessed idea who I am, um, which, which is, uh, that's great. I love that. Uh, one of my favorite moments at uh, any event we've had in the last year was when we did an event in Austin, Texas. And it was the end of the event, and we had a reception, and, and uh, I saw a, a member, a gentleman who was standing by himself, so I thought, well, gosh, I'll, I'll go up and, and chat with him, because he's, he's alone. And I started chatting with the guy, and it was clear to me four or five minutes into the conversation that not only did he have no idea who I was, he thought I was a member. He, he, he didn't even know I worked at The Motley Fool. Again, that just I found that so fantastic. And then it was clear uh, later in the conversation that what he really wanted to do was talk with Andy Cross, our chief investment officer. So I, I quickly went and found him. Um, but like I said, some of the people who were at Full Fest are listeners. Uh, and uh, two of them very nicely brought gifts. Um, one I will talk about on this week's radio show. Uh, but one member gave me uh, a, a gift of uh, a bottle of Hudson whiskey. Um, uh, just this gorgeous uh, bottle of Hudson whiskey. And he specifically asked me not to give his name. So, I'm not going to do that. Uh, I will simply say, you know who you are. Thank you so much. And uh, I wish I had a camera to... I, I wish I had my, you know, my phone handy to snap photos of uh, my bourbon-loving colleagues when they saw the bottle on my desk. Um, before I wrap up, I, I guess the last thing I want to say is I appreciate, um, for those of you that listen, I appreciate that this matters to you, because that was clear talking with, with some of the people at Full Fest that this is a part of your daily or weekly routine, um, and that in some small way, this podcast helps you invest better, because that's what we're trying to do at The Motley Fool. We're just trying to help you invest better. With that... We'll wrap up this edition of Market Foolery. I didn't talk about any individual stocks, so I guess I can skip the usual disclaimer. Uh, Austin Morgan helping out running the tech behind the glass. Uh, again, we'll be back on Monday with a regular show. Uh, as always, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. 